Welcome into another episode of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Casty. Rob, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing okay. Do I sound okay? Because I'm a little bit worried about my microphone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you sound fine. <laughs> Why? What you, you you cut out when you said that, but I'm sure it was only in my ear and not on the recording. Well, I mean, are. you know, I've got the, the health checks passed with, with, you know, this never goes well. What are you fumbling around with over there on your desk? I dropped a quarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Drop it, is, it is, you know, I am happy to report that it is, you know, almost nine o'clock on Tuesday and Clay Helton is the coach of USC still. I've got some complicated feelings on that. If you want to lead the show with, with that. Yeah, we can, well, do you want to pick the games first? What do you want to do? Let's yeah, let's, I guess first. we can talk about Clay when we get to USC. No, they don't play. Their season's over. Yeah, they don't play. So we'll talk about them afterwards. Um, all right. So last week you went. 14 and 6 again, Rob. You are now 117, 91 and 4. No, I'm tearing it up, man. I, I hope somebody's getting rich. I, I'm not betting all of these games, obviously. I wish I was. Uh, I'm doing pretty well, personally. But if I was betting all of them, I would be doing much better. All right. I went 11 and 9. So I am 107, 101 and 4. So I am 10 games behind you. Still six games above 500, basically. No, you're doing great. It just sucks that you have to be compared to the greatest picker of all time. <laughs> That's right. I, I saw Bud Elliott uh, commending you for your 55%. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I printed out the tweet and hung it on my wall. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you wouldn't want to look at it, get too cocky. <laughs> He's one of the brightest young minds in football today, is what I heard on another podcast. I, I haven't told that. That's why I printed out the tweet and hung it on my wall. All right. So uh, it's Tuesday, as Rob said. We're recording this early for all our listeners uh, so they can get our picks, which I'm sure they don't care about, and uh, listen to this maybe while you're on a drive uh, for Thanksgiving. But, but boy, the city of Atlanta, but the, one of the best things about living in Atlanta is that whenever there's a holiday, people just shut her down for the whole week and there's like no traffic. Yeah, that happens here too. But, you know, nobody works here anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so the first game we're going to pick is on Friday, the 29th, uh, which is great. I, I, I am not going to go watch a game on Friday night just so I can sit around and watch football for an extra day. Virginia Tech traveling to Virginia. I believe the winner of this advances to lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game. Um, Virginia Tech. Tech is a two and a half point favorite on the road. What do you think, Rob? You know, as we put it out last week, there goes the quarter again. <laughs> this time Christ. it just fell off my desk. Um, as we put it out last week, Virginia Tech always just accidentally wins the coastal. And I think that we're, you know, we're like on a ultralight beam towards that happening again. Uh, they're going to win this game. This happens every single year. It's the same recipe, it seems like. Virginia Tech is awful. Okay, they're just kind of bad. Oh, they won the Coastal. <laughs> that, that's where we're headed. They're going to beat. They're going to win this game. They'll win the Coastal. Yeah, I think Clemson fans are actually rooting for them to win because that means one of the teams will stay in the rankings uh, and they'll actually get a quality win there. Uh, so I'm going to pick them too just because they're so hot and Virginia has been a little bit up and down. They've had a great season, eight wins, but uh, – yeah, I'm going to pick Virginia Tech to win and cover on the road as well. Now, this one, another interesting one. Iowa, number 17 in the country, traveling to Nebraska. The Hawkeyes, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, I've made I've made a lot of uh, bones on this podcast picking against Iowa as they fail to cover on a near-weekly basis, but this is a smaller spread. I am going to pick Nebraska. I've been sneakily liking Nebraska. I'm not sure if Wondell Robinson's back or not, but – I think the home field advantage, I think they need this to go to a bowl game. Uh, 
Scott Frost just got that contract extension, so all is well. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you so know, I'm going to take him to can't cover. Can't fire him now. Can't fire him now. He's going to get on the books till 2026. So all those recruits will be committing any day now. Um, so I, I, I maybe have a soft spot towards Nebraska, but I'm picking him to cover, and I might pick him to win outright. I think they're going to win outright as well. I, I just don't think I was very good. Um, the game's in Lincoln, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a big reason why I'm picking it. Yeah, I, I'm taking I'm taking them too. Iowa, I think they get credit for just being mediocre, um, and not that Nebraska is good, but it's hard to win in Lincoln still. Um, I'm going to take Scott Frost. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, Cincinnati traveling to Memphis. Cincinnati has just been you know, stumbling along. Uh, they've been playing terribly every week, I think. And I mentioned, I brought it up before they went to, I think they played, who did they play last week? Uh, Temple, which they went 15 to 13. So <laughs> their last four games of their last four games, 46, 43 at ECU, a game they should have lost. I watched, they blew out UConn, then 20 to 17 at USF and 15 to 13 at home. So Memphis is an 11, uh, 11 point favorite. It's a big number, but guess what? Give me, give me Memphis. I'm all aboard the Brady white uh, bandwagon here. What is that syndrome that, that you read about where like everybody's convinced that Sinbad was in a genie movie. And it, it's like, there's like a scientific name. For Mandela it. effect. I Mandela I'm having effect. this Mandela effect where I swear this game already happened. Like I can remember watching this, this game and Memphis winning this game for some reason, like four weeks ago. Now I know it didn't happen, but I've convinced myself that I've seen this game. So I have to pick Memphis because in this premonition, I've had uh, Memphis has won this game <laughs> rather easily already. Uh, so time travel, Rob, for no other reason, takes the Tigers. Yeah, I've got some big time Mandela effect. Uh, I, I am on that Sinbad. I am on that Sinbad movie. You remember this. Uh, so, okay. I, see, I have no recollection. Yeah. So you, you're one of the people that. Have- okay. Well, have you, have you looked at the, so what do you call the children's book with the bears? The Berenstein Bears. Okay, hold on. <laughs> that's what it's called, right? <laughs> hold on, let me look at. Oh, I don't know. That's that's one of the Mandela effect things. Uh, what? Say it again. Berenstein Bears. No, it's Berenstain Bears. Really? S T A I N, and I think a lot of people call it Bernstein. That's. That's part of the Mandela. Uh, of course, I'm right in the middle um, in my own little world. Where it's right, yeah, but there's a tw- there's a 21 minute video on YouTube just about Berenstein Bears and the Mandela effect explained, and then there's a Berenstein Bears conspiracy proof. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm right now looking at all the the fake Sinbad genie movies that you and my cousin seem to remember. I, yeah, well. The the it's it's named for Mandela because one of the main theories is that like people remember him dying while he was in jail. Oh. People swear that he died in jail, so that's why it's named after him. Well, I believe they're com- they're coming out with a movie. I think there's a movie coming out. Is this in madness? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just about. Um, yeah, it's just about it's like a, it's like some stupid horror movie. It's, oh no, it's where like this. Yeah, this guy's daughter. These. These people's daughter drowns, but then they think she didn't drown, you know. Oh, they get Mandela effect. And then it, okay, it turns right. out Matt Campbell saves the day in the end. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, next up. Uh, we both pick in Memphis. Boise State, Tevin Cook to Colorado State. Boise, a 
13 and a half point favorite. I've been rolling with them. They 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 smoked last week, and I'm I'm going to take them again. I watched every painful minute of Colorado State versus Wyoming in the middle of the week last week, and I it, what's the spread? 13 and a half. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. That, Boise State's going to win that game by 30 points. I mean, Colorado State is – I mean, they throw the ball a lot, and I realize they have like one of the highest passing offenses in the country. But when they play a good team that just sits back – they can't run the ball. I mean, <laughs> you know, Wyoming just sat back in coverage uh, and made them go underneath, and I think Boise will do the same thing, and it will be a, it'll be a disaster. Yeah, Colorado State, just like the amount of injuries, you know, Colin Hill or uh, yeah, Colin Hill, their quarterback has like torn his ACL like three different times. Uh, I think our boy, our boy, Nate Craig Myers also having all types of injury issues. Yeah, he played against, you know, they have a really nice like string of good wide receivers there. Right? They had Preston, uh, Preston Williams. Yeah, Preston, they had um, the, the other dude who's on in the NFL. God, what is his name? Oh, I'm blanking. He's on the. Isn't he? <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember his name. He's on the Cowboys, I believe. Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. And now they have Nate Craig Myers, who's a fine wide receiver. But they're just not good. And the defense is not good. Boy, Nate Craig Myers only has 325 yards. So he he, he has played in almost. He's played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So, yeah, he missed. Nah, he made, he made a catch in the, in the boring uniform ball with Wyoming last week. Yeah, they called his name. How much do you hate Wyoming's quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as I hated it when it was Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, a couple couple weeks ago, I was watching them play, and it was like it, they were driving down to win the game. And I think all they needed was a field goal to tie, and it was like the guy was hell-bent on throwing an interception. And sure enough, uh, he did, and they lost. So, um, all right, moving on. We're both taking boys. We're, 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 we're copying each other here. App State traveling to Troy. This one also Friday night. App State a 12 and a half point favorite. Line seems a little low. I'm taking Troy. Troy. Yeah, Troy's going for a bowl game here. So you're going to go with Troy? Yeah, they've got something to play for. I like the coaching staff there um, as for reasons that I've outlined on this podcast in the past. And they seem to do well in late season games. I, I, I don't have any stats to back that up, but I'd be pretty – I'll look it up while we're talking. I'd be pretty surprised if they had, hadn't closed out well the last like three years. Yeah, Troy. Troy's kind of interesting because of the way the, the coaching change went down. Yeah, uh, App State. Uh, they beat Georgia State two weeks two weeks ago, fifty six twenty seven. I think that game was close uh, early. I'll tell you why I like Troy. They, they do a good job. This current staff included because I've seen them do it in getting into like places where nobody else wants to go. Like if I ever go to the middle of nowhere, Florida, or when I was covering Alabama or Mississippi. If you get into the middle of nowhere where no other big-time coaching staff is and you go to a practice, there's always a Troy coach there. It's like, you know, you're four hours from the nearest airport, man. And they don't mind doing it. And they find those guys uh, that, you know, could probably play at the Power Five, but nobody else wants to go see them. And Troy does a good job of doing that. All right. I'm taking – I'm going to take App State even despite your uh, ringing endorsement there. I just they're, – they're trying to get into the old uh, – New Year's Day bowl game. They need to pass uh, Boise and the teams from the American. They're 25th right now. So that they're within striking distance. I think some style points would help. Uh, all right. The big game of the week, uh, Ohio State against Michigan. Boy, I've seen some funny Ohio State fans on Twitter using X's instead of M's. Yeah, I saw, type picture, it. saw a picture of Chipotle and Columbus that X'd out on the M's on their menu. And – uh, that's just something they do. The funny part was the Michigan fans and the reply threatening to boycott Chipotle over it. <laughs> Come on, man. 
this isn't a war crime. Mm-hmm. You guys are all right. I'm taking Ohio State. I, you know, Shea had his one good game for the year. I, I was very impressed. I picked him. He covered. Now he's going back to being Shea Patterson. They're going to get smoked. All right, I'm taking Michigan. I'm right in, in Shea. We trust. By the way, Shea in his last three games, twelve touchdowns, only one interception. So. No, I picked him last week, and he did great. But you know, the uh, the old horse is about to turn back into a pumpkin, and the first round pick is going to turn into an undrafted free agent. And <laughs> well, here we are. There's been now. There's been some rumors, Rob, that Justin Fields may be injured. Have you heard anything about this? I have not heard a, a single thing about that, but you would know better than I. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you know that sometimes I know people and sometimes I know things. And if they have to trot out the other dude, what's his name? The Chris Chuganoff. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's their backup quarterback is Chris Chuganoff. Chris, Chris Chuganoff was like a, a, a guy in a one of these – Slapstick fraternity movies, right? Yeah, well, Chuganoff has six touchdowns and no interceptions on the year. So, uh, I some I have a <laughs> six touchdowns, no interceptions, but boy, can he drink a red stripe fast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So keep your eye on that. Keep, take a take a look at. You know, I don't know if we've seen any practice footage of Justin Fields this week. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm still I think I think even with chugging off Ohio State's got this. No way. Get out of here. By the way, Michigan's now ranked ahead of Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess they lost to Penn State and uh, Wisconsin. So those are two good losses. But it's like if they were playing head to head, I would for sure uh, be taking Oregon. Uh, All right. Next up, Clemson and South Carolina. This one is at South Carolina. Clemson, a 27.5-point favorite, and I think they win by maybe more than that. So I'm going to take the Tigers. I, yeah, this is so stupid. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to take Clemson. I, I, I almost talked myself into South Carolina, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to roll with Trevor Lawrence, who is too good for the Heisman Trophy. He can't win it because he doesn't play in second halves. Yeah, exactly. That's the underrated story of the year is that Trevor's too good to win the Heisman. Yes, should make a new trophy for Trev. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I think I, I could be talked into South Carolina. Four touchdowns is a lot. They scored a lot on them last year, but I think they've kind of – I don't think Brian Edwards is going to play. They're four and seven. They got really nothing to play for. This is a rivalry game, but yeah, sorry. Uh, Georgia traveling down the road to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. Georgia, a 28.5-point favorite. Normally, I, this would be tough to say, okay, I'm going to pick Georgia because their offense has just been so like uninspiring. But Georgia Tech is not good, and I think that defense is just going to eat them alive. So uh, give me Georgia the four touchdowns. Georgia Tech's coming off a big win too, aren't they? They beat somebody up last week? Um, yeah, I think they did win last week. Who did they – you know, they're 3-8, and eight, surprisingly. Yeah, they played a midweek game in Atlanta and they beat – Oh, somebody. they beat NC State. We were watching it while we were doing the podcast. That's right. Yeah, NC State's the – that's right. NC State's the worst Power 5 team. <laughs> I'm, you know, give me Tech. I think they can make this close. I, they're not winning, but I'll take Tech. Uh, we should see a lot of our boy Jordan Yates this week. Um but he played a couple weeks ago at the end of the Virginia game, and I think he's going to end up seeing a lot of time here. The only problem, I think it's going to be about 42 to nothing when he comes in the game. Yeah, by the time he gets out there. You're going to need him to, to cover for you. Um, the Iron Bowl, Alabama traveling to Auburn. Alabama, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. In Mac, we trust. Give me the Tide to win the game and cover. Yeah, you and I agree that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Bo Nix, right? 
Yes. At this point in their careers, yes, by far. I just hope Saban lets him throw. Like it's, it's all like shuffle passes and screens and dumps. Mac is capable of throwing the ball downfield. And maybe that's part of the plan here. And they'll, they'll open him up against Auburn and let him do it. But I feel like they're kind of playing with the kid gloves and they really don't have to. Well, how many points do you think they'd be favored if they had Tua? I don't, I don't know a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's three and a half. Like, I mean, I, I, do we, is Tua, how much is Tua's worth, you know, two touchdowns or something? So I don't think so. I think the over under is also 50. I would tend to take the over in that one. I think Alabama's going to score a lot. And I think they'll give up some points too. So, uh, yeah. And this is kind of a, and I think Mac probably knows this is an audition for him, right? Like, as far as next year goes in the starting job, I'm going to take Mac. I, I, I'm taking Alabama too. Yeah. All right. Next up, Wisconsin traveling to uh, Minnesota. Boy, a lot of good games. Uh, the 3:30 window here. Uh, Wisconsin is a three-point favorite at Minnesota. Get out of here with the disrespect for the for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota, take the money line, take it all, bet it all on the row. The we're rowing the boat for an easy victory. Getting points at home, college game day. Come on. Nah, the boat's sinking, man. Once they lost, it's over. It's it's done. PJ Flex stick is gonna run out of juice. Wisconsin has better players. That's the do other they? thing. Yes, they do. They they have the best running back in the country, in my opinion. Okay. I'm out on Wisconsin. They beat Michigan early in the year, and they've been living on that reputation ever since. <laughs> we can't pretend that you know. We can't pretend that Alabama is or that that Wisconsin is Alabama here. Or Wisconsin is Ohio State or Minnesota. I mean, they're they're just not a great team. And I think maybe it's a little bit of fool's gold. They they've won what they've beaten two good teams pretty much. If you look at the schedule, two good teams, right. and that's it. Just watch. Just wait for Rashad when Rashad Bateman is running back past white defensive backs on Wisconsin. I'm going to text you. Send you. The, send you the, <laughs> All right, I'm taking the Badgers, and I wish there was some kind of commitment issue side bet we could do here. <laughs> All right, next up, Baylor traveling to Kansas. Baylor a 14 point favorite. It's a lot of points considering the way Baylor has played games this year, but uh, I'm going to take them. I think they they pull away late. I think it might be close in the first half, but give me Baylor. Yeah, Kansas isn't really playing for anything. They can't get bowl eligible. There's a, Puka hasn't really been going lately. It didn't seem like he didn't have a great game last time out, did he? I think he had a. I mean, they were in that. The, the, oh, that's right. They played Matt Campbell and almost beat yeah, him. Yeah, they Never were in mind. the game. Uh, Iowa State went for it on fourth down late in the game and scored a touchdown to make it a 10 point game. Yeah, Puka had 154 yards on 19 carries. That's right. They probably would have won that game if Iowa State didn't have Bear Bryant on the sideline. Yes, probably. Well, hey, listen, he called. He went for it on fourth down, so you got to give him credit there. Do you? I mean, he he's eked out a win at home against the Kansas Jayhawks. Can't wait for him to get hired at USC. Going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, I guess. I the, Kansas isn't playing for not anything at all. So you know, I'm going to ride with you. They're going to get their doors blown off. Yeah, Puka only has three rushing touchdowns this year, and, he, and he, he would need 180 yards to match his rushing total from last year. Of course, he was suspended for a game uh, this year. As Some of our loyal listeners uh, seem to remind me, like to remind me about on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, next up, Rutgers traveling to Penn State. And, well, seeing, what do we got, no line? Come on. 
It's just, it's just like a, a FCS game. Here we I go. Really wish we could get Rutgers in Tennessee to play so we could get the fan base that was furious that they hired Greg Schiano versus the fan base that was furious they didn't hire Greg Schiano. Yeah, so Adam Friedman is, is out here tweeting. You know, I didn't realize he worked for Greg Schiano, but uh, he's out here tweeting like they would be getting like Antonio – Alfano and now Justin Shorter, two five stars from New Jersey, by the way. Great job ranking those guys uh, as they both are now transferring. Uh, he, he was saying they. I didn't rank those guys. No, I meant Friedman. Uh, they're oh. both from New Jersey. Five stars have done nothing of consequence, obviously, in their young careers. But they were saying, oh, well, if they would have hired. Friedman said he would have had both of them if they would have hired Chiano by Halloween. And it's like. Well, you can't make your coaching decision based on two guys who have not proven to do anything at the college level. You know, you don't hire the coach of your program based on that. It's just amazing the dichotomy, isn't it? How just two years ago, a fan base rioted because they hired him and didn't want him. And now we've got a fan base on the verge of a riot because they need him. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, d- did you see his list of some of his demands? No, I just saw that they didn't meet the demands. Or was it just like practice facility stuff? Uh, hold on, stuff like hold on, I have it here. Let me pull it up again. Uh, <laughs> there's some some quality demands that I think uh, that you would. Is it like a Kiss Rider where he wants like Sour Patch Kids? An eight year contract and unlimited jet use among reported demands. Um, it was interesting because both sides were leaking things. Okay, so here's here's what he wanted. Eight-year contract, $4 million per year with $400,000 bonuses after year four and six. $25 million buyout. Freedom to walk without penalty if the school did not improve football facilities by 2023. That was probably the sticking point, right? Because Rutgers isn't going to invest. Right. Unlimited private jet use. Other standard bonuses and perks common to coaching contracts at the Power Five level. Rutgers offered Chiano a six-year contract at $4 million. Here's the problem. Rutgers, you. This is the only dude who's proven that he could win there. I mean, he can kind of ask for whatever he wants. Now, I saw a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, who's going to hire him? Nobody wants him. He left the Patriots, and now he's not doing anything." It's like, well, obviously, he realizes that he probably has enough money that he doesn't have to be a coach again if he doesn't want to. So he can kind of call his own shot, right? I'll tell you who doesn't want him. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't <laughs> want him. Clay Travis <laughs> leading the charge on that front. Um, it's amazing, Clay Travis. You know, it didn't matter. All these, you know, this Paterno stuff didn't okay. matter when Rutgers. Only when Tennessee was hiring him, but it mattered. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get into it. Rutgers is a forty and a half point underdog at Penn State. Oh, God, I don't know. I, I. <laughs> This is just – this is a game that never in my life would I think about betting. But here I am having to make a pick. Penn State can't beat anybody by 40 and a half points. (laughs) Rutgers is – give me the Scarlet Knights. So, you know, last week you wanted to pick Arkansas and they covered. Uh, I know. You didn't do it, but you wanted to. You would have been – I'm doing it. Give me me the Scarlet Knights. I think maybe this is a win one for the athletic department game if that exists. (laughs) Yeah, I think – I think Penn State's going to do it. They're they're still trying to get themselves into like the Orange Bowl or something. The Florida State media has already hired James Franklin. So, oh really? Yeah, James Franklin. Well, I, so I looked at that thread Lackford sent us, and I was like, "Who do you think will be the coach a week from today?" And it seemed like every single person still is saying Bob Stoops. 
Yeah, they won't believe it. Like it's like one of these things where you can show them the evidence that the UFO is actually just a weather balloon. But you know, some people want to see the UFO, and the Florida State fans want to see the UFO, and they think it's going to land in, in Tallahassee, and it's not. And I can't wait to see who they blame. <laughs> well, it's going to be Odell Haggins as the coach, right? That's what. Yeah, I don't know. That's what. Logic would indicate, right? I think so. I mean, I keep seeing more and more stories leaking out about him. Staples had one the other day. Staples is on Twitter talking about him. Like, this doesn't happen by accident. This The Florida State Athletic Department is testing the waters, and they've been testing the waters. Well, yeah, now it's getting on a national level. Like, it, it can. T- it was one thing when it's we had some trial balloons floated from the local media, but now, I mean, like you said. Who do they play this week? Florida. We'll get to it. Oh, you know, maybe if they stand toe to toe in this game, if they win this game, he's getting hired. Let's just let's cut right to that. Oh, for sure. I think if it's, yeah, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. But here's the thing: if it, you know, it's probably make Penn State fans mad. James Franklin would dominate in recruiting down there with with the current landscape, don't you think? Yeah, especially if he brought a cider with him. Oh, yeah, forget it. Yeah, he knows how to play the game. Um, yeah, yeah he, and he's good at it. Everybody, cider was awesome recruiting Florida when he was at Florida for the short time. He's still awesome recruiting Florida at Penn State. And if he ends up at Florida State with with Franklin, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. Kill and him. he was at West Virginia. He he's the one who brought all those guys to West Virginia. Uh, before, that was before your Florida days, but I mean, he he was the main guy recruiting all the the South Florida guys to West Virginia. So yeah, he would be awesome. Um, all right, next up, Notre Dame traveling to Stanford. Notre Dame is 16.5-point favorite. I am going to take Stanford stubbornly, especially if Davis Mills is playing. I think uh, they can, they'll can they be able to score. Stanford's actually been able to score some points. Their defense is the issue, um, and I'm, I think they keep it within like 10 here. I'm I'm gonna go against you. I think I saw Stanford play earlier in the year. I don't think Davis Mills is as good as you think he is. I think he's fine. I think Notre Dame's outclassed. Well, outclassed them. I think Notre Dame's gonna run the ball down their throat with multiple running backs. Um, I just don't think that they can stop them. Stanford is a bad pack, a bad team, a bad league. Can you Notre Dame? Well, you know, Davis Mills set the uh, school record for most passing yards in a game earlier this season. All right. led, the, led the county in passing. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, what a what a situation there. Their quarterback situation has been rough. KJ Costello only has a thousand yards passing. Yeesh, that is not good. Davis has nine touchdowns, five interceptions. So, been a rough year for Stanford. Um, which we're going to play a little game if we have time uh, after this is over. We'll talk about that a little more. Uh, Texas A and M traveling to LSU. LSU a sixteen and a half point favorite. This was the famous. 74 to 72 game last year. And I think LSU is going to try to beat them by 70 <laughs> this year. So the, sp- <laughs> the spread is 16 and a half. Uh, I think LSU is going to beat them by like 30. Well, what's the deal? Kelman just doesn't throw the ball anymore. He just runs. It's a, sing- <laughs> it's a single wing. Yeah. He's gone to this. He's gone to like, he was at IMG, the Kellen Mond single wing offense. They almost beat Georgia. It was 19 to 13. This is a lot of points. I Man, give me A&M oh, to cover man. this. And here's why. I just think because of the wrinkle. Okay. I, I think A&M can hold – if this makes sense, I think A&M can hold the ball of the Kelman single wing long enough to not lose by two touchdowns. Uh, they're definitely still going to lose, but I can see him put a little scare into him in the first half. 
and then you know trying to to run what they've been running with just mon running bootlegs or whatever it is that they're running and the clock just ticks out before else you can blow them out <laughs> how about the schedule that i know we looked at it before the year but texas and i had to play clemson auburn alabama lsu and georgia <laughs> They're going to play right now. They've played uh, th- three of the top five teams in the country. Well, and the worst part is, and of course, it's not going well for them, and nobody thought it would. But FSU fans are using it as an excuse to say, "Look, we didn't want Jimbo Fisher." Look at him; he's terrible. He's lost five games, all of them to teams in the top five. <laughs> Getting paid eight million dollars per win. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's too bad because I really do think he's a good coach. Um, I hope they give him some time there before they'll turn on him. But I, I do think that they can keep this close, and I'm going to take him and take the action. All right. Uh, the best team, the best 7-4 and four team in all of the land, Iowa State traveling to <laughs> Kansas State, Rob's alma mater. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. You don't just walk into Bill Snyder Stadium. What is it, what's it called? Bill Snyder Family Stadium? The game's in Manhattan, huh? <laughs> I was just guessing. I didn't know <laughs> that was the name of the stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely a stadium. I, <laughs> I think he felt guilty for ignoring his family to work 40-hour days or whatever he did for 20 years. And so that's, that's well, what he named it when they gave him the option. We're both taking Kansas State plus four and a half. <laughs> you know, Iowa State did find a way past the juggernaut Kansas Jayhawks last week. And but they didn't cover Matt Campbell, you know. They never cover. That's no, they don't cover. It's because they're not good. That's it. And Matt Campbell is not Nick Saban. He's not farmer Nick Saban, and he's not going to be the head coach at USC. And if Florida State hires him, it's not going to work. And he's a very good coach, and he's very good at Iowa State. He should stay there. He's done a very good job there. But I, I don't I don't know why people think he's a candidate for USC. It's insane. You know, it's so funny that, like, uh, Texas lost to them by three points and is six and five, and people are ready to fire Tom Herman. Iowa State is seven and four. And I mean, I understand that because the difference in recruiting, you know, like you can get good players at Texas, it's harder at Iowa State. I just, he's he won eight games once. That's the thing. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that, that's the hook on Matt Campbell. He won eight games once. I just constantly, I hope Matt Campbell gets a job at Florida State, then you have to go talk to him. Yeah, then I have to deal with them, right? If somebody will probably playing these podcasts, and then I'll have to, you know, you'll get retroactively fired. Probably, we both will at this point. <laughs> probably, yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know. We'll see. It's probably a good thing for him, though, because I thought Willie Taggart was going to work. So maybe he'll come down to Florida State and he'll turn into the Bill Belichick of the ACC. And so, but speaking of which, by the way, I think there's an episode where we talk about Lamar Jackson, yeah, because that's all NFL Twitter is. Is People, everyone dunking on people who said yeah, we thought he was going to be an awesome quarterback. Yeah, I got to go. I, I got to go pull it back up. I mean, obviously, I was involved with his ranking at the time. We ranked him as a four star. He should have been much higher. Should have been a five star. But there was another person involved with his rankings too. Who <laughs> he has he he won't be named. <laughs> I may mean, not have a restraining <laughs> order against him. No, <laughs> I don't. But he probably has one yeah, against you. Yeah, for sure. But uh, needless to say, uh, there was some debate on his ranking at the time, and he won the MVP at our camp, and that was why I was so confident in him. And that was a throwing-only camp. You know, he's not running around. Yeah, that's the thing. 
Yeah, there's no those camps are not good for dual threat quarterbacks. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you don't it takes away it takes away half your he game. He won the MVP based on his arm and his arm strength. He has an incredibly strong arm. So it was always lunacy. But if I can pull that up for one of our uh, old takes exposed uh, X part, I just didn't have time to look it up tonight. So, I, but anyway, I'm taking K State. I don't even need to know the spread. What, I know Iowa State's four, favorite. Four and a what half. is it like eight? Yeah, a little low, which is a fish, kind of a fishy line considering Iowa State's the number twenty three team in the country, um, and they're led by the greatest coach of our generation. All right, Colorado traveling to Utah. Utah twenty eight and a half point favorite. Colorado beat Washington last week. I'm going to take Colorado. It's supposed to snow. Uh, I think four plus touchdowns in the snow is a little much. So give me the Buffaloes. Yeah, I I unfortunately watched that game. Colorado beat Washington. It was it was a real case of Rob Cassidy's late night chase, and it blew up in my face. <laughs> so I will not be betting against the Buffaloes again. Uh, they surprised me. I think Montez is a fine college quarterback. He's two-dimensional. Uh, he does a lot of things kind of well. He's he's not necessarily great at any one thing, but you know he can move the ball with his feet well enough. He can throw it well enough. I think he's got some fast wide receivers. I'm, I'm taking the ones. Yeah, the, yeah, and the snow is, you know, Utah's have been steamrolling people, but I think the snow is kind of a little bit of an equalizer. Uh, Florida State traveling to Florida. Yeah, especially since Utah's whole team is right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Florida State traveling to Florida. The Gators are a 17.5 point favorite. I'm going to take the Gators at a week off last week, of course. Um, and I think they are going to take advantage. The, the way it usually works in these series with these in-state schools, when it's going bad for one of them, uh, the other ones usually like to pounce. So I know it's a it's a high number, but uh, I think the Gators are going to, going to put up some points here. Boy, give me the nulls. I think they looked like a different team under Odell the last time they played, and not just because of the competition. The offense looked confident. Uh, they have good players. I think this will be a close game. I don't think Florida State's winning this game outright, but I think they'll keep it close. I think this is another win one for Odell situation if he sells it right, where he's trying to get this job. The players obviously all wanted to have this job based on their constant tweeting about hiring Odell. I think he's a fine head coach, and I think he probably tweaked some things, especially with the offense, that made them look a little bit, you know, more formidable. I think that they can they can put a scare into Florida here, and I don't think they'll win, but I think that they can keep this close. I'm taking that on. Yeah, I just think they're they haven't seen a defense like they're going to see. I mean, as much as letting Cam Akers do everything has been a successful offense, uh, I think that Florida will be prepared for that. So I'm taking. Couldn't you see this being like 21 to? 15 or something, a safety mix no, in there. No, for sure. No, I, I know, know there's going to be memes and jokes, that's for sure, um, on the old big three Twitter, so that, that I won't understand. <laughs> I have to ask for clarification on. <laughs> One of the best things about big three Twitter is people just tweet about people, but they don't mention them, and they say, man, Rob. It says the real life right. first name, you know, Ricky's right. wilding out. Rob out here going crazy, and then people will reply laughing, but it's like, how do they see it? You know, how does <laughs> the other, the other good thing about big three Twitter is every tweet starts with them boys. And it's like, which boys, <laughs> you know, them boys said that they were going to do this. It's could like, be either team. I don't know uh, which, which boys are referring to. All right. Oklahoma traveling to Oklahoma state. Nice nightcap at 8 PM. Uh, the Sooners are a 13 and a half point favorite. I am going to take Oklahoma state and I have some th- th- thinking to do because I did take Oklahoma's, uh, under ten, under ten and a half wins on a season, so it's hedging time. I just got to figure out 
how to do it. Um, so I'm taking Oklahoma State. Remind me what Oklahoma did last week. They, you know, they so almost blew it. They, they were up 21 to nothing, and they almost blew the game like they do every week. Uh, they're going to blow somebody's doors off eventually, and I think this is it. Give me the I think they're going to – we're going ahead to I think they're getting their doors blown off at some point. I saw a lot of stats about them being among the worst in turnover uh, margin with them being, you know, minus 13 on the year or something like that. Yeah, but it's not this week. It's probably, in, you know, in the Big 12 title game or whatever when the doors get blown off. I don't think it's happening now. Boy, man, the amount of decommitments for coming from uh, LSU, fast and furious, huh? Yeah, they're dropping guys. So. Huh? Did somebody else yeah, just, I just talk They're someone in the room? They're going to have a month. They might be Clemson. Yeah, I think uh, – I really think that they're going to get the, – I mean, there's a lot of buzz about them and Jordan Birch, who nobody ever knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of buzz with them around Zach Evans, five-star running back, uh, Trenton Simpson, a four-star linebacker. So – they could clean up. They could. This could be like a Clemson type run, like you said. I think it's probably between those two for because assuming Clemson gets Justin Flo, they're also going to be tough to beat for that number one spot. Yeah, it's just interesting to see that yeah, they're clearing space because that's don't make no mistake. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, people that don't follow recruiting are like, "What's going on at LSU?" You know, they're losing all these kids. They're having such a great year, and the people that don't like aren't forced to follow it or aren't nerds about it. Don't understand that all these kids are getting dropped and it's actually a good well, thing. For them. I mean, that was the whole point when we used to write the sting factor articles was to provide context about like, Hey, this isn't a big deal because it doesn't matter. But then when someone who actually would decommit, everybody would get all mad about it. So it's amazing how mad people got about those. <laughs> yeah. We haven't been doing them uh, as much uh, if at all, just because we'll probably do it on signing day. Um, but yeah, it just I, I don't I don't want to get into editorial strategy, but just people just got so mad about him, and I'm like, they're like, we didn't even want him. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point of the article is to provide context. Did you read it? It says you didn't want. That's, <laughs> right, that's it. That's what the story is. Well, you know, before, I mean, we can move on because I don't want to get into it either. But as I've said many times before, most people don't want the news. They just want somebody to tell them everything's going to be okay. That's just the way, that's all they want. Yeah, in all aspects, not just sports. Um, speaking of which, want somebody to say everything's going to be fine. <laughs> speaking of which, hashtag what liberals call Thanksgiving is trending. God, yeah, my liberal family has been calling it. I'm sure Clay Travis is in the mix on that. The war on Thanksgiving. My grandfather fought in the first Thanksgiving war. Uh, I did see that there was a war on Thanksgiving. Uh, well, of course there is. All yeah. right. Let's not get into it. Um, you're leading the charge, though. Uh, okay. We used to- <laughs> I'm going to think of what I'm going to call Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> we used to have a segment we were doing on the Sunday show about the, like, the misery index, which is usually say for Tennessee and Nebraska or whoever else. Uh, this week, Miami, Miami, Rob, what happened? Losing to losing to FIU and Dalvin Cook's brother, who somebody ranked as a two star. I don't think it was you. Uh, I think it was the aforementioned person who was also in charge of Lamar Jackson's ranking. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's other brother, not yeah, James no, uh, Anthony Jones. Uh, they were half brothers. They they but they all lived in the same house uh, with Cook's grandma. So anyway. I just had a very long conversation with a Miami alumnus uh, right before the show, 
just I mean, just the way it all stacks up to lose on the side of the old Orange Bowl to FIU, a team that has never beaten a Power Five team ever before that day, coached by your old coach. <laughs> it's just really one thing after another. They, I mean, I don't know that there's ever been a more miserable loss, especially coming off a game where Miami started to think they were good again, right? Like the new Miami was awesome. They were convinced that everything was trending in the right direction. And then the, they kicked off inside Marlins Park and the ceiling on the entire program collapsed. <laughs> Ten seconds. So I thought FIU had their own stadium. Did I make that up? No, they do. But they, I don't think this was an FIU home game. And I don't think they, the stadium could accommodate the crowd. And plus, they wanted to play it on the Orange Bowl side, I think. So they moved it, uh, just the one game, to Marlins Park. I mean, because, I, yeah, because the season's over, they, it was available. I mean, I like the idea of it. I do think it's funny that everybody jumped down UCF's throat for scheduling FIU, but nobody bats an eye when Miami's playing them, you know. Well, Miami batted an eye. Yeah, Miami Miami and UCF Miami and UCF played a game famously one year where it was at Miami and I think UCF had like a kick return and a guy did the U uh thing at the crowd, except he did two middle fingers as part of it. <laughs> Let's see if I can find a video. I think I can find a picture of it. Yeah, that's. I bet you that kid. It was smoking Joe Burnett. No, he was from uh, like Ocala, of course. Uh, well, let me tell you one thing about the, that game that made me mad is that the memes afterwards were like showing the Miami fans, the Miami players dancing on the sideline while losing. If they would have come back and won that game, <laughs> the story would have been they kept their spirits up. You know, they never they never got down on themselves. They kept the energy level up, and look what happened. So. But now, now the narrative is they didn't care. They were dancing while they were losing. And it's, it's just it gets me to see the players get yelled at on Twitter for that. Well, one of the things that made me mad was that then the story afterwards turned into Butch Davis being classless. Did you see that? Yeah, well, somebody's always when, – when an upset happens, the, 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 the underdog is always classless. That's just how it happens. Uh, so – Act like you've been yeah, there. exactly. But my well, there was some. Here's that. Here's one of the issues that uh, that nobody talks about. Like, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is what we talking about. That nobody talks. <laughs> we were talking about Butch Davis being classless. okay. So, no, no. so here's one of the issues that that people don't talk enough about is that like ever since like Oregon and Auburn started running the hurry up offense like a decade ago, people started faking injuries, right? So, oh, yeah. So now yeah. every time a player, every time like a player falls down in a game, the crowd starts booing him, right? So yeah, that definitely happened. In right. The so game. so basically. Miami was saying that FIU players were were faking injuries. So they asked Butch Davis about it after the game, and he says, well, hey, we didn't complain when that dude broke his elbow or whatever. <laughs> like, which, <laughs> which was like – which then gave all of the Miami cartel media, which, by the way, I mean, you might as well – you. Does every person who work in the in the media in Miami are they all Miami alums or what? Because it's like the rush to defense I saw on Twitter on Saturday was just like incredible. My favorite thing about the Miami media is how anytime something goes wrong with the program, their solution is hire Ed Reed or 
<laughs> some other player that's not a football coach that just played there when they were good. Uh, insert anybody. And that's the, you know, that's, and, and it's not just the media. It's like Uncle Luke has always wanted to hire Ed Reed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. They they want to bring back the the, the intern James. They just want to bring back teams from the two thousands and put them in coaching. Yeah, that's the that's the dream is just hire a bunch of former players with no coaching experience. Um, I would love for them to actually, and they might because think about it. They've gone every direction now. If Manny doesn't work out, they've hired the homegrown guy in Rick. They've hired the coordinator. They've promoted. They've made the splash hire. None of it has worked. So naturally, the next thing is hire Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. All right. So so I that's found it. the article. Uh, which, by the way, I found on a USF fan website. Um, and this is from 2008. Hey, UCF fans, save that O'Leary loves discipline crap for a fan base that's going to buy it from here on out. O'Leary equals soft. Okay. <laughs> that was <laughs> the guy that killed the dude. Is- <laughs> UC- UCF playmaker Joe Burnett and sophomore defensive back Darren Baldwin will not be suspended for being caught by ESPNU cameras flipping off Miami fans during the night's loss to the Hurricanes on Saturday. Uh, UCF issued a statement reprimanding the athletes for their actions. It was an obscene gesture. Jeez. Wasn't Miami playing FAU or maybe they were playing somebody where the, the helmet swinging? No, happened. that was FIU. And that was when you, your boy, Lamar Thomas, was was on the broadcast being like, you don't come up in here to the OB because <laughs> it was at the Orange Bowl. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying about the Miami media, man. It's like the the, the you invented swagger has spread to, you know, the you journalism school has also invented <laughs> <swagger>. <laughs> When, when you have a website covering this team called Kane's Cartel, <laughs> that is a credentialed media member, it's, uh, you know, you know it's a different kind of program. All right. So we talked about Greg Shiano. Uh, we, we could have talked about Willie Tagger, but I think. It's true. It is. Um, anyway. Uh, Willie Taggart, did he sign his contract? Did he not? You know, Lackford sent it to us. I don't know if you saw my reply, but like, how many of these coaches do we have we heard over the years about not signing their their contract? Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's not how contracts work. You can't just be like, "Well, I know you did all the work, but you didn't sign the thing, so you get no yeah. money." That's not legal. Not analyst Dave Blackford was started to get into a legal pitch about it, but uh, I didn't really pay attention to what he was because it happens all the time. It's you know. Um, yeah, constantly. Uh, let's see. Oh, did you see that our boy Arthur Sitkowski is into the transfer portal? Yeah, maybe he'll transfer back to IMG. <laughs> let's talk about Clay Helton. Okay, well, let's hear it. I want to know where you're at on this because the official Rob Cassidy stance is usually don't fire the coach because of their people too. And I think Clay is turning this thing around. And in any other circumstance, I would say let's keep him because I think he's doing well. I think that <laughs> – I think that he's trending in the right direction. I think that he's a good coach. I don't think that he's done anything to be fired at USC. On the other hand, they almost have to do it because they've threatened to do it so much that now nobody wants to sign there. So we can't get any players. They're ranked like 70th in the country in recruiting because they all think at the even if they keep him, the thought's going to be at the first sign of trouble, they're firing him. So nobody's going to sign there. So by almost firing him last year, they kind of sealed his fate you know, 365 days ago with that will we or won't we stuff. So they have to do it, right? And then if so, why haven't they done it yet? Well, 
So, as I told you via text, if Utah loses, they're in the Pac-12 title game. So, I think they haven't done it because they don't want to fire him and then have to be playing for a chance to the Rose Bowl with, like, an interim coach. If they play in the Pac-12 title game, they keep him? No, they, I just think they, they let, them coach it, let him coach in it, and I think they assume they lose. I mean – what if he wins? Yeah, then I think they're stuck with him. <laughs> How do you fire a coach who wins the conference and goes to the Rose Bowl? Do you think recruits will commit no, there? No, I don't think there? recruits are going there. You know, you want to talk about giving Scott Frost two more years, they'd have to probably come out and give him some contract thing. So he wasn't. Even that wouldn't work. I mean, they'd have to come out and say, we will not fire him next year. Here's the thing they're, they, they have to fire him. I'm sorry. Clay Lavi, uh, he's gone. They do. It's it's unbelievable the the corner that they painted themselves into with they with what right. they did last this, year. This whole like year of of everybody wanting him fired. You have a lame duck situation, and as I said uh, when we talked about Frost, recruits just believe whatever they're told by like the first person. So yeah. everybody's <laughs> like, all the kids think he's getting fired no matter what. So you 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 can't change their mind really. Like you said, with, with anything. That's what I'm saying. The worst thing that can happen is them winning the pack 12 because then they can't fire him. They're still not going to get recruits. And then how long do they have to keep him? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, if you're a USC fan, are you actively rooting against yeah, them? That's, well, that's what I, I had heard that on another podcast to say that, yeah, USC, when they're heading into the UCLA game, a lot of prominent UCLA people had said that they were rooting against them. That's a lot of R's. They did this to themselves, man. And that athletic department, I can't – I'm hard to think of a bigger disaster. But they have a new idea and I believe a new president. So, Yeah, his name is like something Bone. I don't know if that was it. Mike Mike Bone is the new idea's name. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to be confused with the weird election guy in the red sweater. Well, anyway – I, I don't know, man. I think they, I think he's got to go, and I, I think it's unfortunate because based on what he's done on the field, he's not deserving. But you can't just not recruit. I mean, that's the problem. Like, it's not like they're even like going out and finding diamonds in the rough. They have no – they're doing nothing. If I'm like a, a lower power five school that has an opening or my coach gets poached here by somebody, I'm hiring. Oh, yeah. I would definitely fire. I think he's a guy that should get another head coaching job. I would job hire him if I was at like Arizona or something. I mean, I wouldn't – you know, any other Pac-12 school, I don't think they're going to have any openings, but I would hire him uh, for sure. So who, who do we think is gone? Okay. After I, know, I wanted to go so, through and play a little game, so let's do it. We're going to look at the power five conferences and we're going to look at the teams near the bottom. All right, let me pull up the uh, let me pull up the power five. Okay, Boston College, Steve Adazio. No. Stay. You think he's staying? I think he should. Yeah, I, I did okay. too. Uh, I'm getting the feeling like he might get the old axe. So uh, I've got that one. On. Come to say, I would keep him, but I'm just saying. I think he's on the. I think he's on the hot seat there. Uh, Dave Doran at NC State. He's going nowhere, even though they've had a bad year. Uh, Baber's, Baber's not going anywhere. Fine. Collins not going anywhere. Cutcliffe not going anywhere. So it's in the ACC. It's basically. Do we think our boy Lovey is? I mean, he obviously saved his job. Good okay, for him. Jumped, hold on. You're, jump, you're, you're jumping on me. Uh, Big Ten. Lovey Smith. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Uh, so take that, Rob. Try to put him on the hot seat two years ago, you bum. Trust me. I, trust me. I, <laughs> I am never allowed to forget. I had 
Illinois fans in my mentions as recently as two weeks ago still on me about that. Really? Oh, wow. Uh, I won't forget. Pat Fitzgerald. (laughs) Okay, listen to this. Northwestern has scored 85 points this season, and they've given up 236. Wow. But we're not very far removed from him getting the Matt Campbell treatment here. Do you remember a time when he was like the greatest thing ever? No, people love him. People still love him. And he's an alum there. There's no way he's getting fired. Uh, Frost isn't getting fired. Uh, Mike Loxley not getting fired. Now, here's one I want to throw out at you, Rob. Uh, Bro? Michigan State. Mark Ooh, that would be a tough one. I could see it, though. Um, he may have maxed them out. It might be a situation where it's best for them to go both ways, and I can see that. I think – But it's hard. I mean, he's kind of credited with kind of rebuilding that thing and kind of getting it to where it was years ago. It's a situation where they'd have to gently do this like they did with Bill Snyder. They I think he's going to leave on his own. I think he's bound. Now, That's I think he has something in his contract where – if he has like a retention bonus in like January, so he's not going to quit with that coming. But I think I could see them negotiating like a he resigned and gets to keep his cash um, just because he doesn't want to fire his staff. I mean, he's been he shuffled them around. It was clear, but I, he doesn't want to get rid of them. So I think I think he's on that same leg. He could if if we woke up on Sunday and he was fired, especially if they lose uh, who do they play this week. Let me look. I didn't I forgot who they're playing. They are playing Maryland, so they should win and go to a bowl game. But yeah, they should. But win. it might be everybody else is safe in this conference. It looks like, including 2018's Matt Campbell and West Lafayette. Yeah, Indiana. Exactly. Um, all right, Big Twelve. They had so many co- so many coaches turn over. Nobody's in jeopardy because the bottom uh, three schools all have new coaches. Gary Patterson's not going anywhere at TCU, right? No, he's everybody's fine. Herman, it's, Tom Herman next year is it's gonna, that's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah, <laughs> Herman is gonna be square. The, speaking of the cartel media, the Texas media is not happy with him. No, and but you know they don't, you know they don't want to hire Vince Young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 yes, that's they be like, we need Colt McCoy now, and it's like, oh, Colt McCoy's still in the NFL. He can retire. <laughs> it doesn't oh. matter. Need him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Next up, uh, let's see. I'll- oh, Arizona. Yeah, hold on. Let's get to the Pac-12. All right, Arizona. Kevin Sumlin. This is only his second year. I think he's not. Nah, you think he's getting fired? They are so bad. No way. He's not getting fired. I don't know. <laughs> he might be getting fired. Okay. David Shaw. No way, right? No. Um, Chris Peter. Chris Peterson. Chip, no. <laughs> not yet, but maybe after next year. Uh, I just think it's kind of a blip on the radar for them having a bad year. It's clear that they really missed Jonathan Smith, who, by the way, is at Oregon State, and they're five and six, four and four in the Pac-12. Um Mike Leach could bail. Yeah, Leach is one that that I could see leaving. Uh, they, they're going to a bowl game again, so good for them. But uh, Chip Kelly, if he if he bailed, I wouldn't be shocked. But I don't think it's going to happen. This is a really late year. Yeah, we're setting. But here's the thing: we're setting the table for just a disaster. Well, you know, somebody will sexually harass somebody or something will happen, right? There's always that second round of, of the coaching carousel where you think it's settled and then like something wild happens, like a motorcycle right. crash. And- <laughs> All right, let's go to the SEC. Uh, Arizona, uh, Arkansas, of course, already fired their coach. Now, Ole Miss, 
<laughs> I thought you were going to get to Oh, yeah, hold on. I'll get to that. Uh, the number 15 team in the country. Ole Miss, could they fire Matt Luke? Yes, I would say. If they lose to Mississippi, if they lose the Egg Bowl on Thursday, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're going to win that game, and I think – and I think they got John Reese Plumley, Dark Horse Heisman candidate for next season, and they got Rich Rod coaching the offense. I think that he's going to get another year. Now here, they've already said Mason's coming yeah. back at man. Now here's one I right? want to talk about: Mississippi State. I could see him leaving to go take that Rutgers job, Joe Moorhead. It would be smart. I just don't think it's a good match, and I've heard other people say the same thing. Uh, I just want to, I mean, it's a big adjustment going from the Northeast to, to Starkville, Mississippi. Take it, take it from me, a guy who <laughs> almost got beat up several times as a young teen in Starkville, uh, walking around in opposing team's clothing. What about Missouri? I, that's, that's one that could happen. Or are they just going to let him sit in a year as far as the bowl ban? Or no, the bowl, bowl ban this year? year. I saw people say, like, is he coaching for his job? They're going to win because they're playing Arkansas. So they're going to go to a bowl game. I don't think they should fire him, but they have lost. No, I don't think they should. But if I think they, they lose will. to Arkansas, he's gone. They've lost five games in a row. Plus, it's a. They're probably going to look at it as a way to start over after this bowl ban. This would be the year to do him in. I think they're firing him. I don't think they should fire him, but I think okay. they will fire. Uh, Champ, what do we think about him? No, I think he's staying. Didn't the AD come out and say he'll be coaching? Oh, yeah, but he, the president also gave an interview with the newspaper saying they talked to Florida State about buying out <laughs> an expensive coach. I think he'll still be. Yeah, I think you give him another year. Of course, a lot of people said this was supposed to be the year because they do have a lot of talent. Uh, but, you know, Jake Bentley getting hurt kind of threw him off schedule right from the get-go. So I could see it. A lot of these ones are like I could totally see them happening, but I don't think they should. Uh I do think the president saying that stuff and doing that, that's already affecting recruiting. I'm telling you, he's already, we're entering the Helton zone now. Yeah. Because he's people there. are talking about it. Oh, we don't know. Much champ may not make it. I've heard, I've heard players say they might not sign in December in case he gets fired. I'm like, well, listen, if he's going to get fired, he's going to get fired before signing day. So it's not going to drag on into January. Um, I think that's it. Uh, oh, oh, you want to talk about Auburn? <laughs> Now, of course, it was reported by Sports by Brooks that if they didn't beat, if they lost to Georgia and Alabama, he was getting fired and they were hiring Bob Stoops. (laughs) Yeah, what a great reporting. Um, Why do they want to fire him again? Just because he doesn't win beat Alabama? They shouldn't. He should leave. He should leave. Go take the Arkansas job. Or you know you know where he'd be great at Florida State because he could yeah, recruit awesome. the same level of but, players and be the second best team in a conference. Yeah, and get away from Alabama, which is really his only. Gus Malzahn's biggest sin is that Nick Saban is close. Well, and they had a really t- they they lost to Florida. Uh, let's see, who did they lose to? LSU, Florida, and who was the third one? Georgia. Well, I mean, it's just but it just sets you up if you're in a state with. Some decent talent. I mean, Alabama has decent talent, just not a lot of it. It's top heavy. And you live close to Nick Saban's house, he takes them. <laughs> it's just too bad, man. It's too bad that Nick Saban lives in proximity oh. to Gus Malzahn. I mean, That's they lost the LSU 23 to 20 on the road. 
I mean, that was by far. So they they've lost their their three games by a total. They lost by seven to Georgia. They lost by eleven to Florida, which I think it was a late touchdown by the Gators. They lost by three to LSU. I mean, can you really blame them if they lose to Alabama? I mean, they have a similar schedule to Texas A and M, except they beat Oregon. It's it's amazing that Auburn is a university that looks at Gene Chizik as the glory days. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing that exists. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Um, Speaking of, you know where he was before. Oh, he was I know. At, yeah, I know he was at Ohio State or Iowa State. <laughs> he was yeah, the original. Well, who He got hired at Auburn after going like three and nine. Yeah, it's How did that do. happen? I would love that to happen again. See, that was famously, that was when Charles Barkley got all mad that they didn't interview, they didn't hire Turner Gill. Remember that? Yeah, Gill, he didn't have a good run. He ended up going to Kansas, right? Yeah, he, he won like two games. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a disaster. Yeah, but that's the problem. He got banished. He to went to Kansas and made everybody take out their earrings. And he won like two games. Oh, yeah. he had like uh, he had earring issues. Yeah, you weren't. <laughs> he had earring issues. He, you know, it was a non. You can't cuss. It was one of these like. Did you know he was the? G-rated he was programs. the head coach at Liberty until la- until they hired Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't I do that. Way to go, Turner. Uh, and he w- had a winning record every year, and he still got fired. He recruited, he recruited Buckshot. Buckshot. Never had a below five hundred record. Of course, his best. He only had one. Only made the playoffs once in the old FCS level. Um, now he's the assistant. Director of Student Athlete and Staff Development at Arkansas. Bring him home to Nebraska, Scott Frost. <laughs> Point is, Gus Malzahn is either getting fired or not getting fired from here until the <laughs> yeah. End no, the we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do it. Um, rants and recommendations, tweet of the week. I don't have a ton this week. I did text you about how bad Morning Show is on Apple Plus. <laughs> Uh, Same I have, have, Apple seen have you seen Morning Show and you realize how horrible it is? The thing is, the show is so bad that if anyone was actually watching it, there'd be a ton of memes and stuff about it on Twitter. But it's clear that I'm the only one watching it. And the only- this is the show with Jennifer Aniston where it's supposed to be about Matt. Yeah, Lauer, so I get. Right? So I I read that they bought the rights to the book Morning Show, but it was before that was before Matt Lauer got busted. <laughs> So they cast all these parts. Steve Carell agreed to play like the Matt Lauer guy. And he was going to go play like, you know, happy Matt Lauer. And then all the things came out and they shifted. And then, of course, they had to turn Steve Carell into like a predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is not a great just, casting decision. You know? No, no, to be fair, Michael Scott Here's was kind thing. of a predator. Yeah, Michael Scott is very problematic. Uh, the... the, the the problem is the show is just horrible. It's not a matter of just that content. It's continuity errors. It's like things that they – like giant holes in the story. Like Reese Witherspoon is supposed to be like this young rebel reporter, but she's like 40, you know? Like it, it's like in TV years, it's not – you know, not to be superficial or whatever, but for her to be like some young and up-and-coming person and she's like in her 40s, I mean, come on. That's not how it works. I, I will not. I will avoid this. I do have a recommendation, though, if you want to scare yourself. Into, okay, hold, hold on. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want people to think I bought Apple Plus either because I didn't. I, they gave me a new phone at work, and I got an email that said I got a year free of Apple Plus. So here we are. 
You know, I guess I haven't. I need. I need the new phone. I need to email them. I don't really know how to do. Yeah, it. you better get it. I got a got a brand new iPhone 11, which I haven't put a case on, and I've totally scratched up the face. <laughs> hey, thanks, Yahoo. I have been. Well, I've always listened to Reply All. I've recommended that podcast here before, but one of the and it's not even a recent episode. It was a re-air, but I just didn't listen to it the first time. It's called the Snapchat Thief. It is the most horrifying thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, hackers just basically could take us over anytime they wanted to. It's about this woman who gets her Snapchat stolen and then they, she gets kind of extorted by the people that have stolen access to her Snapchat because they want the name that she has. They call it OG names. Like it's a good name. So it's like her name is Lizard on Snapchat. Apparently, if you can get one of these names on Instagram or whatever, you can sell them to people uh, for pretty big money. So anyway, they, these hackers go around doing this. And in the process of them reporting the story, they start talking to hackers and people that are like cybersecurity experts. And they do this one part where this, this hacker is like the, the host like lets him, lets him. He's like, all right, find out what you can find out about me. And I mean, he comes with his social security number. This takes like 20 minutes. He finds his social security numbers, his kids' names, where he lives, his parents' names, uh, his, reads him his password to Instagram. I mean, it is horrifying. I, I listened to it. I just never wanted to be on the internet again. I was like frozen in my car driving home from a basketball game saying I'm never getting back on the internet. So That's where do it. they get all this it's stuff over. on the I'm deleting all my they get all this stuff on the dark web? Which Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really tangled web. Uh I would suggest listening to it if you want to scare yourself out of ever being on social media again. I came this close last night to linking changing my phone number. And linking my current phone number to a Google Talk account, <laughs> so so nobody could ever have my phone. That's, that's the Rob works. As, Rob has been known to just delete his social medias and whatnot out of paranoia. So I do. I I I don't know, man. All this information mining so scares the it, crap out of me. And listening to that was was so here's not how it happens. Like now, this is about me listening to podcasts. The issue is when you hear about these hacks and you get an email, it's like, "Oh, you're part of the Equifax hack. Your data has been compromised. Here's three dollars." The the issue is all that information can be is now being bought and sold by these hackers, like Rob's talking about. Yeah, well, listen to this. So, I, without giving away the whole episode, it's as simple like it's as simple as this. One of the hacks that happens in this episode is as simple as this. They call. They pretend to be so-and-so at the AT&T store. Hey, we need to pin over the SIM code. I got Rob Cassidy here, phone number 316, blah, 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 blah. And the phone number checks out because they have your phone number. And before the people realize it was a scam, it's 24 hours. So they just – they give a phone number, like a fake phone number, a new phone number, and they, they pin over your accounts, your SIM card. They basically just switch it. And then since everybody has two-factor authentication set up, it just hands it to them, and then they have access to everything for two days, and they change all your passwords and steal your, ah, your account. There you have it. So nobody. I don't know how there's not more checks and balances on, you know, somebody calling a like pretending to be a fake AT and T store. But that's that's Did how I they do it. Tell you about the time I got my identity stolen. How have I? No, man, I don't see, so. th- this is the thing. Rob and I hang out together nonstop year round when we're working. And he, you, every time you think you've just heard all of Woody's horrible stories. So this was probably 2006, 2007. I uh, needed a roommate. I had moved down by UCF. I got in a two-bedroom apartment. I needed a roommate, right? So I put an ad on uh, – so I put an ad on um, Craigslist or something. Guy, guy uh, 
comes in, gives me his stuff, call his references, everything checks out, right? He's got a job, allegedly. <laughs> uh, he went to Georgia Tech. I mean, we're, talk- we're talking about like a professional. He's got a got like a Ford Expedition, got a nice car, big time into golfing, yada yada. His name is Jeff. Live with me, live with me, hang out with my friends. You know, he's a little bit older than me. We played, we played NCAA football, you know, nonstop, just like your normal college roommate, right? Right. You think you can trust somebody? That's he's right. He's playing with Georgia Tech. I'm playing with Oregon or who UCF or whoever. So, so Jeff pays the gives me like a first and last situation. All right. Well, then the the second month he pays the rent, and like. I think there was an issue with the check, right? And I was like, hey, you know, the the check didn't clear. Something happened to the check. And he was like, oh, man, that's my bad, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll pay you, pay you tomorrow or whatever, right? So uh, I go to work. This is when I was selling credit card machines. I'd be traveling. I go and I come home and he's not there, right? Left all his stuff. All his stuff is there. Uh, he's not home. I didn't think anything of it. Well, I went to go down. I used to live, uh, right by like a Walgreens. I was like, oh, i go to Walgreens. I went to go to Walgreens and buy like $3 worth of stuff. <laughs> I put my card in the thing, declined my debit card. And I was like, man, I know I have money in my account. What's going on? And it, it kept declining. Right. So I called the bank mm-hmm. and they're like, nah, you're negative $12,000 in your account. <laughs> The dude had stolen my checkbook and had been watching how I signed my name, which you've seen before and is not is not a super complicated wow. way to, of signing. He had taken all my checks and written himself out like 25 grand, which I was super poor. I didn't have any that kind of money, you know, but because he went and cashed the checks, they gave him the money. I don't know. This was primitive banking times, I guess. Uh, so... Then you just never saw he him. He left again? all his stuff. He left everything at the house. Just clean me out. You know, stiff me on the rent with a bad check. I was poor, as I mentioned earlier, and I just had like a nervous breakdown. You can imagine how mad I was. So I called his dad, right? Because he had said, like, you know, because he was a big time into golf. He was like, "Oh yeah, going golf. Yeah, going golf with my dad." I called stuff, his right? dad. His dad was like, "Nah, man, he's a con artist." He's like, I haven't oh, seen no. that dude in a decade. He's like, I hate to tell you, but you got conned. All right. Well, so the dude, Florida, right? well, here's the thing though. It was luckily they had the video surveillance from the bank where he cashed the checks. So. Yeah. Oh, so they knew it wasn't Right. You. So I got my money back. <laughs> well, right. They knew it wasn't me. The dude gets, ends up, you know, this is like six. So I'm out on my tuchus here. I mean, I'm poor. I'm broke. I don't have a roommate. Uh, they end up catching the guy some point later. Well, oh, by the way, when I started go, so I started going through his, we had a giant party where I told everybody to come over and take whatever they wanted out of his room, you know, clothes. <laughs> yeah, so we had, a, I had a party and people were, were like, you know, doing like, uh, Joey, when he put on all of Chandler's clothes, you know, people are doing that with this dude's clothes. What was the nicest thing that the con artist left at your house? Oh, boy. Probably his golf clubs. Uh, he left some expensive. I mean, he left behind a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, back in those days, DVDs and whatnot. Anyway, so uh, I was going through the, like some paperwork he left in there and it was like his, uh, 
he had gotten arrested here in Atlanta for doing the same thing another time. It was like his parole papers and stuff like that. So this was just was just like too early to do like the real background check, you know, like you can do now online in two seconds. Yeah. I would have found it, uh, but they didn't have it. So I wonder who these references he gave you, if they were fellow con artists. Or was he just doing a voice? Uh, or was it just him on the I other think end they were all, like a woman's? They were all hey, people. You- I don't even know if he had a real job. He said he was going to work every day. I don't know what he was doing. So hold on, you called the, yeah, you called yeah. the references though, right? And so who answered? Was it him? No, doing I think it must have been place? other people. I must have been other con men. It was a long con. This was not like an overnight thing. This man, you know, I don't want to say that I'm like impressed because you know I obviously didn't want to see my friend get conned. But so eventually they arrest the guy. Right, he goes to jail, and he's ordered to pay me restitution. Which I'm like, how's this dude ever going to pay me any money? You know, he cons someone else, right? Well, so, you know, it gets to be like a year or two later after he got out of jail. And I'm like, you know, I never got that money. What happened to that restitution? So this is a classic state of Florida move. I call the state and I'm like, hey, whatever happened to that money? They're like, nah, we paid you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Checks what? Out. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we sent you a check. Your name's Woody Womack, right? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, you live in uh, Tarpon Springs? I was like, no, I don't live in Tarpon Springs. What are you talking about? You have my name and address on all the paperwork from the court. Oh, we sent it to this guy, and it was a dude whose nickname was Woody with the last name Womack with one M. Oh, they sent sent him a check, and he just just got a check in the mail for like three grand and just took it to the bank and cashed it. (laughs) Not thinking of it. So – so what? So there was just that. Sorry, no. I had to go. So I had to jump through a ton of hoops, and then finally they paid me the money. I, I hope you know I didn't come back on the other Woody where he had to uh, give the money back, a la you and me recently. <laughs> we had to give back Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Speaking of, I got a I got an email today that said they received my four figure payouts. For those who don't know, Rob and I have alluded to it. We're not going to say it, but Rob and I accidentally got paid a bunch of money we weren't supposed to, and it was. Yeah, somebody gave us a whole bunch of money, and then we're like, "Oh, sorry, we did not mean to give you all that money." <laughs> but they waited like three weeks before they were like, yeah, "Sorry, we gave we you." Had all to the give money. it back. It was sad. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving with that in mind. All right, so that wraps it up for us. Now you know Woody's identity theft story. So stay tuned next time. It, you and and oh, you know, by the way, he also had opened a bunch of cell phone accounts in my name and stuff like that that I could never. Like Sprint would never believe me, even though I sent them the papers and stuff. It was a disaster. So there is some dude. Ever since I told you I switched yes. to Enterprise, and every time I go in there to get a car, I have to verify that I'm not the Rob Cassie that lives in Pembroke Pines, who's on the no rent list for apparently getting arrested using a car to traffic cocaine. <laughs> not not me. <laughs> I promise, not me. So they always have to the confirm no. that I am a different Rob Cassidy. So shout to Rob Cassidy for the Pembroke no Pines, rent Florida. list. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, boy, we're, yeah. You know, we're loving our new rental. We both switched rental car companies recently, and we're just loving a life now of uh, the Enterprise National Alamo family. So, yeah, I'm not allowed to take a crap on my previous. My well, previous you, here's the thing: you and I both had the same problem. So, r- part of Rob and I's, you know, even though we may seem abrasive on this podcast. One of our things is building rapport with these everyman types who work at car rental places and whatnot. Right. Yeah, Something like to us. do with our uh, good-natured Italian vibe or whatever. So I had Darlene, who was my go-to. 
Right. And we had Frank. Frank. Darlene would take care of me no matter what. I'd go in there. She she would cut me a deal. She'd be like, look, Woody, I can upgrade you. There'd be like a Mustang out there. She'd be like, three bucks a day more. <laughs> and I, yeah, that wouldn't even get charged. They'd just be like, they'd be like, here's a convertible Mustang. Right. It, here's a it BMW. Would, it would depend. Like, Darlene I, would give it to me sometimes, but sometimes she'd be like, look, someone's coming in for a car later. So I got to make up for it or whatever, but it would never be a minimal charge. And then I went in one day and Darlene was gone and the next person started and I was like, Hey, so what's the story with that Jeep Grand Cherokee? She's like, yeah, that's $89 a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just get started giving me car after they fired Frank and you can tell they fired him. You know, I was so close with Frank that I knew his family. Like I knew his daughter would be in there and stuff. And so when I'm like, what happened to Frank? You know, they're like, well, unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, which is code for Frank got fired. But they started renting me cars with empty tanks of gas. And I'm not talking about like a half tank, like no gas in it. Like, good luck getting to the gas station, Rob. So I ditched yeah, him. Yeah, I actually had to go back recently to the old place because everyone was out of cars. And the guy, Reggie, who used to always clean my car, uh, was still working there. I was like, Reg. And of course, he had no idea who I was. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie had no idea who I was. Sir? But uh All right, let's get out of here. I gotta fight. All right, happy Thanksgiving. Morning. Uh no Thanksgiving complaints. Rob, I want you to take some notes though. You're actually going to uh to a strange place for Phoenix, a Thanksgiving. So give us some I want I want you to take some copious notes on the food so I can give you give you uh, some feedback. Because I'm cooking my own, but I, I want to hear if there's any controversy over what's on the table. Yeah, I think it should be good where I'm going. They're pretty trustworthy folks. All right. That uh, wraps it up for us. We will be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening. M Deuce, play us out. Mm-hmm.